Welcome to Alumni Conversations, where we sit down with alumni from executive education programs to learn more about their unique journeys before and after their executive education experience. Today, we hear from Tyson Snyder, executive MBA graduate from 2021 and current senior director of manufacturing at Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. Thank you, Tyson, for, for joining us today. Um, I'd like to start by giving you a chance to tell me a little bit about yourself and your current role. Yeah, uh, well, well, thank you for um, uh, speaking with me and being flexible with both of our schedules. Um, you know, the world has been tipped upside down a couple of years ago, and it you know really hasn't got back to completely the way, the way it was, but um, schedules are, are, are fun nonetheless. But um, my, my current role, Actually, I'm only in month three of the Senior Director of Manufacturing at Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory in Durango, Colorado. It has been a big move, move for uh, myself. Um, it was I was with uh, Wyandotte Snacks. Uh, was there over, over five years in uh, three different roles. I started as a financial analyst and then uh, morphed into the project man uh, manager. And during that time is when uh, I went back and got my master's, my Emma from the Ohio State University, and um, a completion of that, I was uh, promoted to um, business manager, where I not only had production and finance responsibilities, I was head of the IT department, which was completely outside of my comfort zone, for sure. I have an accounting undergraduate, and so I'm more of a finance and numbers guy, which translates very well to cost analysis and everything in operations, but IT, even though I deal with uh, different softwares and communication between them, the inner workings of IT was was really a stretch. But the the wonderful thing about the EMBA program is it covers such a wide range of topics and businesses. Um, you you really get exposed to a lot, not only from the different prof professors and the different classes. But I learned so much from my classmates, and I still do. I think there was 24 of us, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot of us that had the same um, specialty. And even if it was, it was with a different industry. So um, I I can't um, speak enough on the experience that the year and a half that I uh, spent with my uh, my cohort, how that has really um, sped up my, my career path. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. And, you know, it, it's pretty common for our executive MBA students to kind of jump around a little bit after or maybe even starting during the program, whether it's within the same organization or, you know, new organizations such as what you've just started three months ago. Um, so it's always great to hear that you've been able to kind of put what you've learned in the executive MBA and allow you to, to move forward in your career. So I know it might be a little difficult because it was a few years ago, but let's go back to when you were considering going back to school. I know some students, it takes them a while to kind of make that choice to, to, to get further education. But what made you start thinking about an MBA and maybe more specifically the executive MBA? Um, well, well, just thinking um, about for, furthering my, my education, it was, it was always something that, you know, it, it was a passing conversation or a pa passing thought. And uh, right, right out of my undergraduate, <clears throat> I worked for a CPA firm. I was like, I'm going to go the CPA route. And, um, so was eligible to sit for that then, um, had not, not really a career path, just a shift in industry. I went from more of the private sector to more, um, um, uh, outside of just, just accounting and did more manufacturing operations, really fell, fell in love with that. Um, the problem solving, the cost analysis and all of that. So I was like, well, maybe I should shift and, 
maybe a master's makes more sense for where where I'm going to go. And um, embarrassingly enough, that was a seven eight year thought and and conversation. And then when my my boss really challenged me to put together a five and a ten year career path, I'm like, oh well, the the dominoes aren't very very set up. If if I'm if I'm really serious about this, I need I need to um, you know put together a plan and how that fits in that uh five-year plan even not not even uh taking consideration 10-year so i i reached out to um ohio state um worked with um oh i can't um recall her her name but uh really gave me some uh some good pointers on how the the emba program would work and emba uh, made a lot more sense for where i was in my career path where i wanted to go and also just the scheduling um so be, being a professional, professional, I can set my own hours, be flexible if I want to go and work at 4 a.m. or, you know, 2 p.m., just as long as it makes sense with uh, meetings and everything, I could do that. So the, the Emma really worked well. It was, you know, one week at a month, which was um, not the, I guess, the, the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge was the work in between. So there, there was times where, you know, I didn't get to watch watch a movie with my family because I was reading or setting or taking taking calls so it was challenging for that you know year, year and a half for sure from time but the great thing about it was I was setting my own schedule even though my schedule was more full and so that that was um the the really the drawing points for me yeah you know that's a great point because you know uh, the, one of the biggest things right now are online programs which are great um, and, you know, ours is an on-campus program. However, outside of those three days a month where you're on campus, it's really up to you how the work is done, whether you're an early riser and you get up at 5 a.m. and get some reading in before work, maybe during your lunch break or, you know, maybe even after after work as well. So that's a, that's a great point to make. So even if it's not online, it's still you still found it rather flexible to make it work with your professional commitments and your family commitments as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and my group was uh, we, we got to go through COVID with this. So we, we were on campus for three months together and then we were off campus for three months kind of together, but online. And uh, that that one weekend a month is, is so valuable. Um, and speak, speaking with, with Dan, it's like, yeah, I, I would um, definitely continue to do the orientation there online and encourage it online i understand life happens and you have to uh, be remote sometimes but the the interactions were so much more wholesome and i felt like um when we we're in class you know we we would go through you know four hours break for lunch and you sit down like holy cow i'm tired when did that happen like you get so engaged and it's just it's just such a a, a tight-knit community that that forms it's just um a, a wonderful setup and i and i don't um, regret my decision at all. It was one of the best things I've done for my career. Yeah, no, that's great. You you were best case study. You had both online and in person. <laughs> yeah. So it's great to yeah. hear that the in-person was so much more valuable. Um, we tried to make it work, but yeah, it's those connections, whether it's at lunch or at break, um, that really, you know, round out the the learning. So that's great. So what about Fisher's program when you were looking over the course of, you know, seven, eight, nine years um, going back to school? What about Fisher stood out to you? Um. Every time I, I w- would reach out or talk to someone, it, w- it was just the, the high quality of individuals that would um, visit the classrooms and, and the networking and, and really the just the, the family community that Ohio State brings. And um, ma- majority of uh, people that I spoke with 
over half of what they talked about is the the networking, the connections that they they came out out of, and and I truly saw that saw that first firsthand where it's like, oh well, so and so came to speak. Like we had, we got to listen to Anthony Swagel and all of his energy that he brings, and just to hear him speak to our class um, about the the company that that he launched, the, the difference that that was uh, just fantastic, and hearing the the behind the scenes and inner workings of that really made um, the the light uh, real life connections uh, come come out of that. And we had different various former CEOs, COOs, um, the Snyder Trucking Company, um, aerospace industry. It was just such a wide range where you, I mean, you'd have to be borderline asleep in all, all these classes and not get something out of it. So it was a lot of times it, it was overwhelming, but, but in good ways, it's like, I, I, you know, I, challenge myself to have a better memory just because like how can I take all this in so um, it, it was neat to hear that from former students and um, and current current professors and then witness it firsthand yeah no that's great we give you know students such as yourself when you start the program a notebook um, and we tell mm-hmm. you you know if you run out of space in that notebook let us know and we'll give you another one and I, I think I just gave a student their third notebook and they're they're getting ready to graduate but it's amazing how much you can fill up in those notebooks and memories whether it's through speakers or um, through your classes or through your connection so so that's great to hear so you mentioned those relationships can you tell me a little bit about those relationships post-graduation are you still in touch with some of your cohort members how have they kind of helped support you as you you know changed careers and changed organizations yeah, absolutely. Uh, I stay um, in close contact with my current current cohort, and then a few few members outside. Like I said, we all have different disciplines, and so I'll be working on a on a project. Um, I'll bring bring up a Tableau, the the um, kind of the computer of um, Microsoft Power BI, and like I really need this report built, and I wanted to do this. That's not my expertise. I'm getting through. I'm fumbling. I'm struggling. You know what? I know. I know so and so that works at. Um, um, Worthington Seal. She's fantastic. That I called her up. She did it within 20 minutes. I'm like that, that's awesome. And I've actually put her her in contact with others. So it's kind of like networking outside side of the network. Uh, within my own cohort, I had uh, active military. I had um, sale sales space in in aerospace. Um, uh, doctor. So um, actually during the my my classes, my my wife had to have. Um, emergency surgery and I called one of my cohorts and he knew, he knew the doctor and, and you know I'm sitting there in the, in the waiting room that kind of not was going on, going on and he was giving me um lot, you know unquote, live updates everything everything was fine but it, it was nice to have that support um as well and even going through this uh change of jobs you know I was bouncing ideas off of um my my spaces you know hey you know um you know how, how does this sound, sound to you and I, I've gotten this, the same calls. When, when I took over uh, IT at Wyandotte, I was, um, you know, completely outside of of my comfort zone. I knew I had an IT guy in the class. I'm like, hey, you're, you know, you, you've done this for many years. What what would you, um, how would you start this? And he gave me some bullet points, um, so I wasn't going in there blind. And and I can't stress enough just the the network of the connections and and the relationships and the friendships that come out of it. It's it's um, it's I would be hard pressed to find a challenge that would I would have personally or professionally that I could not reach out to one of my classmates about. 
That's that's wonderful to hear. And, you know, sometimes you might find yourself in that. And we get calls as staff members and say, hey, I'm looking for someone to connect in this city or in this country. Or, you know, do you know anybody from the EMBA program from the past, you know, 22 years that could, could assist? And so we're happy to, to make those connections even outside of those cohorts as well. And I find the EMBA students are always willing to help another EMBA, um, no matter what cohort you were in, what team you were on. Um, it's a really wonderful community that, you know, I, I credit the students too, because you guys build it from, from starting day one at orientation. Um, so, you know, when you graduated, what was the biggest takeaway from the program? Or maybe you can reflect even now, what was the, the one thing that, you know, you will carry with you from your program outside of those relationships? Um, well, just from a class, classwork, you know, from, from the day before graduation, the day after, obviously you don't, you don't feel all it's, you know, a little surreal and just, you know, even to be a part of the, um, Ohio state community. But even before graduation, sit, sitting in certain meetings and, um, you know, a word or a, um, a way of thinking would come up like, oh, that was referenced in, you know, um, AC's class. And and, and even some of my, um, like I have an accounting undergraduate, I, I should know accounting, I should know finance and cash flow, but it, it went a little, little deeper. And I guess I, since uh, I felt like I was there and I had um, some questions for my classmates just because I would you know, had, had those uh, prerequisites are already uh, completed. It was like, oh, I have a different perspective of this now. And it comes full circle. And okay, like, yeah, I, I know about cash flow, but what about cash flow? You know, how does this project tie to, tie to cash flow in the short term and the long term? So being able to take those real life business applications and then apply them. And then you know, referencing back to, you know, maybe something a professor said or, or a classmate said after, after class, um, and after class is honestly probably where I, where I learned the most is, you know, we, we would, you know, debrief a little bit and grab a bite, grab a drink. And then we, we talk back about class and the learning just, um, really continued. And I think we are all hungry and we're all very comfortable with each other. And also, um, you know, was expedited just by um, knowing each other's strengths. Like, this is not my strength, but I know it's your strength. Can we talk more about that? And it was a um, feel, feeling comfortable where areas where you're not comfortable is, is something that I think um, was a skill that I was not expecting to fine tune through all of this. And so it's, it's kind of like, oh, I'm not comfortable with that, but that's okay because I have this and this and this, this resource. And so I, I feel much more comfortable within in my career now than than I did two even three years ago. Just knowing uh, the the level of support that I have, not not only with the knowledge that that I got out of the EMBA class, whether it be the the C suite or the entrepreneur class, uh, which was my favorite, by the way. That there's a shout out to Dan, um, the the ACs class, the the, the any of them. Um, um, uh, yeah, so I hope hopefully that answers your question. Kind of yeah, I love that. I love that quote. You know, it helps you feel comfortable with the uncomfortable. And um, I find our students, and maybe you can you could speak to this. You know, probably when you were starting to look at an MBA program, you were looking at more of the working professionals, or maybe even a full time program, depending on where you were at in your career. 
And when you get to an executive level and you've had so many years under your belt in terms of experience and you're with those who also have those years, you're not looking at the classroom the same way perhaps an undergrad or maybe even a full-time MBA student's looking at it. You are there, you said yourself, you're hungry for that information and how to see those different perspectives. Um, would, would you say that was true with your, your classmates? You know, it wasn't just everyone trying to get that 4.0 or get that next job. You always already have, you know, a successful career coming into this. You're really just looking to see how you can leverage this additional learning, um, whether it's from your, your professors, such as Arvind and Dan, or, you know, your cohort members as well, and how that comes together to create this, this holistic experience. Yeah, the, the, the learning was different than, um, ever experience um not not that we weren't all all concerned about grades we're all still you know a type personalities and Absolutely. competing with each other and taking like what you know what what happened to this this half a point what what why and, and, but it was um the, the the best classes and i will say that the most classes oh at least 40 percent, if not half the time us students were talking and engaging not only the professor but what with uh, one, one another, and it was much uh, a much more rich environment for, for learning. And you see that even even in the business world, in in a professional meeting, when you know it's just the CEO or the lead lead talking, everyone else is taking notes and nodding. There's not a whole, whole lot that comes out of it, where where everyone that's engaged, you know, when you have a supply chain talk, talking with accounting, that's talking with operations, you you get different perspectives. Um, you, you, you get some pushback, but pushback is good. If you, if you have five people in the room that all think, think alike, uh, you're not going to accomplish much as versus five people with uh, different disciplines. And that's where the, the EMBA program was, was so fantastic. Um, I was the, the, the sole finance, uh, person in my group. And other words, when we were doing like balance sheets, like, well, I don't know what really what, what I can bring to the table. And I remember that being the very first thing that was said during orientation was like, um, um, Sanjay is a very good friend and he's an anesthesiologist and he's like, well, he goes, I just don't know what I can bring to the table. And, and, and so there, that was his kind of uncomfort level. And even, even by month two, you, um, you could see him uh, chiming in more on, on the finance side and being more comfortable with it. So um, re really valuing um, the, the different ways of thinking where I, I don't want to talk to another finance and accounting person about this accounting problem. And so not only getting that different perspective, but then I have to teach a little bit. If I have to teach it, then I understand a little different, like, oh, I guess that doesn't make sense because X, Y, Z, well, what if we did this? So it's really sharpening your, your, uh, your tools with, 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 uh, different ways of thinking was, um, was a great value. And I even see that in, in the workplace now, you know, just with hiring or, or working with, with someone so talk, if I want to balance this idea off, I know this person does not have any exposure to this and maybe not understand. If I can get that person to understand, you know, I know I've arrived. That's that's great. So one last final question. You know, a lot of our prospective students might listen to this conversation as they're exploring options and exploring, you know, what they might be able to get from the program. What would you tell a prospective student as they search for that right program for them? Um, I would say the 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 scariest thing in life are always the unknown and a lot of times we uh create things in our heads to hold us back um i i would say if, if it's a financial decision work work those out if it's if it's a fear decision or you don't know if you'll keep up that i, I would really encourage 
to even um, attend a class, I, I believe that that is is still available. Go, go and attend one, and then just do a, a week of just kind of a mock classwork. Like this is the time I'd have to allow, and just to try to get yourself a little more comfortable. Because after I would say the first uh, probably two months, you know, hindsight's always going to be twenty twenty. But you will look back and be like. I'm so glad I did this. I'm glad I didn't let fear hold me back. And really it wasn't as scary and as um, just uh, consuming as I thought it would be. It's going to be consuming in a good way. That is great advice. So thank you so much for your time today, Tyson. It was great speaking with you and um, I'm sure you'd be willing to to speak with any perspectives who have any further questions about your path. But um, again, from the executive MBA program, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. It was great talking with you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Alumni Conversations. For more information on the Executive MBA at Fisher College of Business, visit go.osu.edu backslash EMB.